0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Five Degrees Off Normal. I am still right in the middle of the Dog Days of Podcasting Challenge, so welcome. And you guys are in for a kind of unique and probably amusing rant. All right, maybe not that amusing, at least to me it's amusing, so here we go. Late last week, I went back to the neurologist and they went over everything that I've been through, we talked, that kind of stuff, you know, cool stuff. So, he's like, awesome, I want to do another sleep study on Anya. See where you're at now. I want to see those old sleep studies next to the new sleep studies, and I want to see what they look like. Oh, and a side-by-side comparison. All right, I'm okay with that. And then I remembered something that's kind of strange about sleep studies. I don't know if any of you guys have had these things, but... They're supposed to track your sleeping. What they're supposed to do is get a like brain reading and they have video cameras on you and they put oxygen monitors on you and they put like this little cannula thing underneath your nose. And it's great. They have all these sensors to get all these different readings of what your body is doing when you sleep. However, I don't know if any of you guys have gone in for these things, but what they do for one of them is they take your hair and they do these little cross sections of it and they stick these little sensor things onto your head with this weird kind of waxy type gel to keep it in place. And then they wrap a couple of bands around your chest to check your breathing. And then they stick heart monitor, electrical pad things on your chest. And you know, that cannula thing on your nose. So it kind of wraps around your ears a little bit. How in the world can anybody sleep comfortably with all that shit on? I know it's difficult for me, but Maybe they're trying to get the, okay, after you're asleep. But, you know, I'm in a bed that's not my own. I don't have the normal sounds that I normally hear, a.k.a. zippy snoring a lot or cars driving by. The room doesn't smell right. It kind of smells like antiseptic. All in all, they're trying to catch snapshots of your most natural sleep and you are in the most unnatural, uncomfortable position I have ever been in to sleep. I'm not kidding. I mean, you're all wired up. So if you have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, oh my gosh, it's a nightmare. And then they have to check all the settings again before you can go back to sleep. So here's the thing. They're trying to get you at your most natural sleep. Ever And, of course, this isn't going to work because of all the wires and what have you. But they're trying to do science. So they're trying to eliminate as many outside influences as possible so everything's standardized. So everyone that has a sleep study sleeps on the same type of bed with the same type of electrodes and... I mean, not exactly the same, but as a general rule of thumb, they all try to take the same type of readings and, you know, but what if somebody likes the room hotter or somebody likes different types of blankets or you're like me and you sleep on a waterbed with another person? So sleeping alone in a little twin sized bed freaks me out a little bit. But they have to measure so many different types of things, not just your brain waves, but they have to be recording you to see what the heck you are doing physically lying in the bed while your brain waves are doing that brain wavy thing. So after all this and thinking about it and, you know, reading stuff about it online, just to understand the the science of sleep studies, I've kind of come to an interesting conclusion is that sleep studies are kind of Schrodinger's cat cat for getting a lot of scientific research. By looking at it and poking at it, you change it. But this is the best tools we've got. And to make sure that all the readings are taken properly, they have to be administered by a professional. It's not like those 24-hour urine tests you have to do where you just pee into a cup and then pour the cup into a larger jug. You don't need to be a professional to do that. I mean, these guys have to monitor a lot of stuff and make sure everything is getting readings on the entire time you're asleep. And I was thinking about it. It's like, all right, well, maybe they're able to kind of, since they've done so many of these sleep studies, they find out, okay, what are the most usual things that people have a reaction to that can muck up their sleep a little bit and then they can take that into account? Maybe that's how they do it. I don't know all the exact specifics. And I haven't had a sleep study in almost seven or eight years, give or take. So maybe the technology has changed, and I'll get to see what this new tech's like. Or if it hasn't changed, I can kvetch about, oh god, not this again. I promise I'll let you guys know one way or the other after I hit it. So these are the kind of things that my twisted and wrecked kind of brain likes to keep me up with at night. And I'm already having sleep troubles, so good god, dude, can you not do that, please, brain? Come on. I mean, if you're going to be thinking about weird, strange quandaries, couldn't it be something like astronomy-based or something like this? This whole cyclical, keeping me awake so I'm worried about a sleep study, is getting kind of frustrating. And if this is what my brain is choosing to keep me up with in the middle of the night, I'm going to be really scared once we start fixing things and my brain has to find new and unique things to bug me with. Hmm. Oh, well. This is Jules Watts, and you have been listening to 5 Degrees Off Normal. I will see you guys tomorrow.